Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the paper, the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Lawrence Woodmere Academy, also known as LWA. LWA is located 15 minutes from JFK Airport in New York, one of the greatest cities in the world. With 15 international students, LWA teaches and motivates students to seek, discover, embrace, and apply knowledge while exploring their personal artistic and academic talents. Our students, our students engage life with a culturally respectful, civically responsible, and innovative entrepreneurial spirit for success in higher education and the careers of an increasingly global society. That's one of our New York City and New York uh, partners, LWA. So feel free to reach out to us if you do want a little bit more information about that wonderful school based in New York. As per usual, joining me is my co-host, Meg. How are you? I'm great today. Thank you, Stephen. How are you doing? Also doing well, thank you. I see that you, um, well, I know that you're in Florida and I know that we've had terrible weather in the Northeast. How is the weather in Florida? Well, today I am wearing a sweater and I actually have on long pants. So okay. that is probably the second time that's happened that this year and it's all <laughs> been this week. So it's a little bit cooler, but you have to remember for us, you know, a 50 degree morning is really cold. <laughs> <laughs> And a 60 to 68 degree afternoon is chill, right? So it's been pretty perfect. Thank you. 50, 50 and 60 degrees sounds yeah. perfect to me. I would say that. Today's Are you guys episode. Snow fights? Snowball oh, fights? There's just so much snow and slush and cold things hanging around. I will say that. So Well, enjoy the good of it, right? I it's have also to, you a have lot to. of fun. Exactly. It's all about the mindset. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, I suppose, updating our listeners on what's happening in the market um, and then suggesting a couple of strategies that they can look at. You know, international education has changed significantly in the past couple of years. Um, and one of the big roles or goals, I suppose, that we've tried to do here at the uh, Cambridge Insider podcast is to be able to update our partners and, and everybody involved with Cambridge about where the market is, you know, as it changes on a week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis. Um, so update you on that, but also be able to provide you with some strategies. How do we how do we um, work with this market? How do we uh, how are we still able to be successful as an international program, an international student, despite the fact that the market is changing? So, in big news, um, and it's sort of big news, but it has been coming for quite some time. We've seen a lot of the traditional. Um, agencies, recruitment agencies, specifically in China, Meg, we've seen a lot of them cut a significant amount of um, jobs. Now, um, I'm going to allow you, maybe because I know you've been into that article, to explain that to our listeners a little bit. What is that, you know, what sort of has happened, and we're going to be using New Oriental, which is one of the biggest agencies um, that that do recruit students, um, as an example. What does that mean? How has it happened? Why has it happened? So, a lot of this it was kind of the perfect storm. The COVID came along and then there were policy changes, significant policy changes by the Chinese government, Beijing. And uh, they basically abolished a large portion of New Oriental business. Tutoring, after school tutoring, getting kids prepped, academically prepped, 
for their futures has been a huge business. After school weekends on every 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 neighborhood had a new oriental office, right? And you would go there, if you were a student, you would go there, you would get tutored in multiple subjects oftentimes. And that was just part of the daily expectation of life. And Beijing said, you know what? This is creating a state of inequality and it's putting a lot, a lot of pressure on our youth and we're not having it anymore. So from here on out, um, after school tutoring and weekend tutoring isn't allowed. Right. That's not going to be a paid business anymore. So that had a revenue effect for New Oriental, which is the largest recruiter in China of their revenue fell 80 percent, 80 percent. So and that's between July and the end of the year when all of these things started happening. So they have um, New Oriental has has released 60,000 employees. They're still a large company. They have 50,000 or more left, but they've lost 60,000 employees and their major competitor has lost even more. So, um, in China, separate from the pandemic, which has already caused issues, um, in China, there, there have been um, major policy shifts that have also affected entire entire business sectors and um and education is one of them yeah yeah so across the board you know and oriental is certainly not the only agency we've seen this happen with several of the big agencies that we are partnered with and that we continue to work with um and you mentioned obviously COVID. there wasn't people traveling so another revenue stream outside of just the tutoring which was recruiting students sending students abroad to go study was certainly affected over the past you know 18 yeah. months to 24 months the fact that you know there was also a lot of tension and there still is i suppose on a geopolitical sphere with with the us and with china and a lot of that sort of stream of students moving between those two countries was cut down as well so we've had this downsizing i suppose of these huge huge companies that used to um, really, for lack of a better word, own the market share. Um, you know, on, on a recruitment level, you partner with New Oriental, you know, and uh, they would be a big source of recruiting students and bringing those students across to the US. Those are now diminished. I wouldn't say they are gone completely. Absolutely not. Meg mentioned this still upwards of 50,000 employees for New Oriental as an example across the country. And there are many other companies like that. However, that traditional way of recruiting students has slowly but surely, and we've been talking about this for several, you know, for several months. This is just the sort of another nail in the coffin that the traditional way of recruiting students is slowly losing traction. Is it still there? Absolutely. Is it a lot slower and a lot less effective than it used to be? Absolutely. And that's in addition to the fact that in the US, we often talk about the saturated market. We talk about the increased competition within the US. We talk about increased competition from across the globe. We talk about you know, uh, international schools in China as an example. So again, all of these things working together leads us to a place where recruitment is slow, recruitment has changed, and the way in which specifically school partners approach uh, recruitment and approach the international programs has changed significantly. So. With all of that being said, I like that little hand movement. With all of that being said, <laughs> Meg, what does this mean for our school partners that are listening to this 
They understand the context. They understand where we are. What does this mean? We want to be able to provide solutions because that's why Cambridge Network, or yeah, that's why we're number one, is we're able to provide these solutions. What does that mean for them? I think that we can definitely see, and when you research it, you definitely see that the numbers are rising slowly. It's definitely a recovering market. And in a recovering market, all the players, all the people who are involved in this really have to look at how they've done things and how they have to do things differently. It's recovering. What what had, the body that had been has changed, right? So how do we address that? Um, one of the ways is that traditionally one of the major recruiting arenas for students, for schools, and for agencies was huge events, right? We, we participated in them throughout the year. That was vitally important. Um, and it was vitally important for students to be able to meet all representatives from all the different schools and learn about all the different schools, right? Some of those kids would go to events over and over again, you know, every, every time there was an event, mm -hmm. they'd go to the city where it was, if it was nearby them. So now, how do we tell the students about our offerings? It's a digital world. We have access to that. And Cambridge Network this year started Cambridge Enhanced Marketing, which uh, promotes schools through virtual events, through videos, through constant social media access. Um, and it's been very, very successful in bringing your message out to the audience. I thought it it was really interesting new oriental who we were discussing a few minutes ago obviously they are in a recovery stage one whole aspect to, or more than one aspect of their business has been drastically changed they are looking at agriculture they're looking at um online sa sales of books they're looking at a smaller tutoring division because policies are slightly changing around that and significantly, they're looking at online streaming. Why? Because that's how you reach people now, right? Through that, you can attract many more people probably than you had originally. And our numbers of what we see from um, engagement and shares have been really incredible for our schools. They're significant, potentially, I would argue more than if you actually went to a, an event or a series of events. So it's um it's the future, mm -hmm. and if, to be successful in this market, it's vital to have a digital presence. That's where everybody engages all the time, and that's the way to reach. That's the way to spread your message, and the results can be really uh, really amazing from a branding perspective yeah yeah absolutely I, I i love everything that you've said specifically pointing to the fact that you know how do you get your message across the, the message is no longer in a pdf printed document you know it's no longer in paper it's right. it's on this thing and for our listeners i'm holding up yeah. my cell phone on the youtube channel but it's about reaching people and being able to send a link to a cell phone and a family can sit in their homes and view your program and talk to you directly and interview with you and see the inside of your dorm all through not having to leave their homes just simply through a link or a post 
um, or a platform on a cell phone or on a computer that they can access. And you know, when we at Cambridge Network, uh, Cambridge Enhanced Marketing is, is, is about a year old now. When we said this last year, this time, we started kicking off this initiative, we saw where the trend was moving. It was, it was a wild idea. Um, and I think a lot of schools are catching up, but there are still the doubters. There are still schools that are wondering how, what, this doesn't quite make sense to me, but it is becoming more and more evident that, um, you know, access to platforms, access to people is almost as important as the actual content that you're giving them. So schools traditionally in any type of marketing spend a lot of resources on creating great videos, great photos, getting students interviewed. How do we market our program? What can I give somebody? How, what can I show somebody so that they want to come to my program? Yes, that's important. But if you've got nowhere to put that, if that falls on deaf ears, if that pamphlet that you print is washed away in a drain in Shanghai, it means nothing. All of that investment means means nothing. So yes, great content is important. You've got to be able to showcase what your product is. But if you cannot get that on a platform and nobody sees it, then it was all worth worthless at the end of the day. So really, really important to remember, um, you know, and, and, and to start to consider as we kick off this new year, as we plan for, for what our international programs hold, think about access to the market. Think about how you are going to gain that access. Think about funded or paid for marketing, something we've been doing on the domestic scene in the US for many, many years. It's not a foreign concept. And if you are looking for conversations, if you do have questions, reach out to Cambridge. Yes, some other people would very likely be able to offer you services. And at the end of the day, we want our school partners to be successful. So if you feel like you know somebody else can offer you value, absolutely look into it. But I know for a fact that we've got a great, great um, product. And I will, as a last sort of thing before I give back to Meg, say the following. We're going through some of our data this week. And, um, you know, from, from Cambridge Network's perspective, and I'm not going to quote the exact numbers because they're they, they still a little bit, uh, you know, we're still working on the final numbers, but about 12% of all of our school partners are Cambridge Advanced Marketing Partners. Um, yet those that 12% of all of our partners make up 44% almost 50% of all of our new applications that are coming into the network. So that should give you the idea of how effective this type of marketing is, and that if you're not part of that 12%, you're scrapping over the other half, um, which is which is really tough. So a lot of things to consider, um, you know, maybe any sort of I thought, final thoughts on this as we, as we try to lock this down, but any final thoughts from your side? Yeah, I, I think that's really significant, the numbers that you just shared. That's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I, I also think it's just really important to realize that this, the way the market has changed, and although it is recovering, it's not going to go back to the way it was. Like the approaches that we're developing now and that schools are utilizing now for recruitment, it's kind of like when Facebook first came along, right? Like all of a sudden everybody realized we don't need to put our ads in, in newspapers anymore. We're going to reach so many more people through Facebook. And that's kind of where we are now. Like digital marketing is the wave of the future and the future has started. So, so figure out a plan, I think is a great recommendation because, because this is the way that, it's going to be done for a foreseeable future. It's going to be a much more integrated type. And we're not, we're 
we're not dealing with um, the same type of a structure of a marketing structure that we had before. So we we need to evolve with the times. We are expanding our um, our reach through through different platforms and different projects all the time. So it's really important. And right now it would be a, an amazing time to get in because this is when the, those who are looking are starting to look again. So. Absolutely. And, and I like what you said, the market, is the market going to go back to what it was? Maybe in terms of student numbers, and that's the hope. Absolutely. Right. Is it going to go back in terms of the methodologies that we use? Absolutely not. Those times right. have gone. Those times will be dwindled out slowly as we move through this year. As always, to uh, you know, to anybody listening, if you have questions, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, we'll put some contact details on the on the show notes as well. Um, but as always, reach out to your Cambridge Network representative. Let's uh, take on these exciting times. It's 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 a challenge, yes, but we've adapted really well. Um, we've seen that in our network, um, and we want to make sure that our, our school partners can be super successful moving forward as well. Um, Meg, I appreciate you joining me as always. Stay warm in the frigid uh, Florida, um, you know, winters. They can be really taxing on the board, right, so right. I want to make sure that you stay warm. And to all of our listeners, we appreciate you as always, and we'll catch you around the next episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.